Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous because today I'm going to share a lot of personal things with you. And the reason that I do that is that I want to give you a little bit of an insight into what happens behind the scenes of a business and really of a business that you run by yourself. So this is for those that want to start their own career, become self-employed, maybe people that want to start their own school, they want to start their own business as well, whatever really that means to you. And my intention for you is to help you intuitively reflect on what this year has been like, how you felt really in all of the months or the seasons, what has worked for you, what didn't work for you. And I'm going to do that by telling you a little bit about what happened for me this year. So let me start. Like I said, I'm a little bit nervous. So I remember very well doing a very similar training last year, and I helped you reflect on all the months, how you were feeling, the things that work, the things that don't work, the things that you want to achieve next year. Last year's training was really about reflection, but straight away goal planning. But this year, I want to create some more time for reflection, really go deep with it so that you can more intuitively plan for next year year next week with us because next week I'll be live to speak about how to intuitively set new goals for yourself so when I did this training last year I remember exactly where I was I was in the Netherlands I think it was around Christmas time so I just spent the week with my family celebrating Christmas going up to the new year and I felt extremely driven The whole year, I had been very proactive. I'd been launching a lot of new courses, trying really hard to make things work. And I did achieve a lot of things, but I also felt extremely fatigued, forgetful. I wasn't really present anymore. And I was constantly in this go, go, go mood. Now, The purpose, like I shared with you, of today's training is to give you an insight into the works and the behind the scenes of a business owner so that you can prevent making the same mistakes as I did, intentionally reflect on the things that work for you, that don't work for you, and next week, tap into your intuition to set goals for the coming year. Yeah? So... Last year, in well, at the start of the year, the 1st of January, I had a complete breakdown. It was literally the 1st of January. I was sitting on my parents' sofa and I couldn't help myself and I burst out crying. I had no idea why, but completely collapsed. Couldn't do anything, really. And that was the start of being in bed for a whole month. 
well, one day that became a week, that became a month. It actually became three months, really. I couldn't move. I just could lay in bed, cry a lot, sleep a lot. And I was very, very anxious to go home because at that time I still lived in Spain. I didn't really dare to go back to the airport to take a flight because I constantly suffered from panic attacks. And it was really because I was constantly pushing myself. And I remember literally telling myself one last push, one last push every day. I told myself there's one more thing that I need to do. I was in a lot of rational thinking, a lot of masculine energy to perform, to do well, to be successful. And I felt extremely responsible towards myself that I needed to prove that I was capable of managing a business alone. And that one last push, that one last push that I taught myself to do every day led to burnout. And I know that a lot of people suffer from this. And burnout, for many people, that looks very different. So some people are pretty early in their burnout and they can still like take a step back, maybe take a week off and regain their energy. For others, it's a burnout of a year or two years. It's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sharing this to devalue any experiences, but it's important that you recognize this very, very early on. Because what I did was ignore all the signs my body was giving me, right? I was fatigued. I was forgetful, super anxious. My body was telling me to rest mentally and didn't do any of that. I constantly wanted to push forward and be successful and perform really well. So what my body was telling me at this time was that I needed a change. And I felt extremely embarrassed and shameful about this because I was a yoga teacher and I felt responsible for setting an example, for being a role model and telling you all about these yoga practices and mindfulness practices, but not actually doing this enough myself. And I think the classic example is that as yoga teachers, we want to constantly give. We want to be there for our students, hold space for our students, lead them, guide them, be a mentor, be a guide for them. But we don't often fill our own cup or at least not enough. And practicing yoga or practicing mindfulness is very different than actually teaching it right when you're teaching it you're holding space for people but you're not actually gaining the benefits of it yourself so as a yoga teacher a mindfulness teacher as a business owner of any kind is really important that we also practice and stay true to our self-practice but I didn't do this and I realized that a lot of people especially in our community don't do this so I hope that this is a reminder yeah so I was ignoring my physical and my mental signs of my body telling me to rest and really realized in that moment that I couldn't do anything really than trust. I needed to trust the process and let go of control. And letting go of control for me, getting a little bit emotional, <laughs> letting go of control for me is something that's been with me my whole life. As a child, I already was very perfectionistic. I think that's just part of my personality, my characteristics. It's been with me. 
but I also suffered from a pretty severe eating disorder from when I was 13 to about 1920. So most of my teenage years. So control for me was always a practice and I was aware of this. But in this case, in my business, it just manifested in a different way, right? In this case, I wasn't trying to control my diet, the way I looked or the way I felt, but I was putting all of the the control freak mania into managing my business. So letting go of control, letting go of control, trust in the process, all the yogic tools, all the yogic reminders that we give our students all the time. And it felt like a big, big, big risk. However, still, I believed in my vision. I believed in my offerings, in my products, in all the collaborations that I already established at that time. And I believed that the people around me could actually do the work that I had either given them or taught them to do right? There were still classes that I needed to teach. I couldn't just schedule, cancel all of the things and the courses I was running at the time, but there were things that I could give out to other people. So I took out a loan, which felt very, very risky at that time, but I needed a loan to hire a team of people. So I hired someone and actually this person had been working with me before during launch periods, but I hired Adeline. Maybe some people here know her. She's been active in our Facebook group a lot as well. I hired Adeline to take control over the Facebook group and do a lot of social media managing. I hired someone to do all of our social media content, all the reels and all the posts that we have there to create stories as well. I hired people to do all of the things that we happen behind the scenes, like the admin, scheduling, the emails, everything that you receive from us, whether it's on social media or per email. I hired people to do this because I physically and mentally didn't have the energy or the capacity to actually take care of this. I couldn't put myself into a thinking mind anymore. I completely burned out at this time. So during During this process of letting go of control in my business, I realized that that also meant that in my personal life, things needed to change. And we're still in January. So in January, there's a lot of changes, shifts and transitions. Yeah, so in my personal life, I needed to change a lot of things too. And I started practicing different types of mindfulness practices but also reconnecting to the things that give me joy, the things that I liked when I was a child, the things that I liked before owning a business, all the things that I had put on hold and didn't make time or prioritize anymore because I wanted to perform in my business. And as yoga teachers, we've got a really, really great yoga toolbox of yoga itself, all the different types of yoga practices like our asana practice, but also yoga nidra or yin, for example, mindfulness. But I also started different things to explore what could really help me ground, reconnect, to fill my cup so that little by little I could show up fully and hold space for you, our students and our community again. And things like these were coloring, writing songs, I studied music, so I went back into playing music, sing, 
I loved dancing when I was a child. So I started picking up salsa classes and bachata and kisomba and connect to things that I really, really liked, but just didn't prioritize for a while or actually for the three years. One of the things which was super, super, duper, super simple, but really helped me the most was walking. So I started walking for an hour or even an hour and a half on a daily basis as well. Because what you do when you're walking is that you create a lot of endorphins, you're moving, and that movement starts to shift energy in the body as well. For me personally, this really made a massive, massive, massive change. But apart from that, I knew there was more work to do. And I went back into therapy. We're still in January, but really all of this happened between January and April. So trust in the process and letting go of control, trusting a team around me to do things for my business, but then on the other side, work on my personal things as well. So I started to rewire patterns and limiting beliefs, do a lot of trauma healing, checking with my identity, with who I am really, but because there was still too much rational thinking. And I thought that if I do a lot of mindfulness practices and I do a lot of yoga, then slowly I will go back to feeling myself. But there was still a lot of conditioning that I needed to work through as well and realized that I needed to move as well from the place that I was living. So now we're in February, March. I went back to Spain at this time. That's where I lived and realized that, well, actually in January, I broke up with my or separated from the partner that I was with. I went back to Spain and collect my stuff and moved back to the Netherlands. And this for me was a very, very big thing because at this time I had been abroad for 11 years, been abroad traveling, moving, living in different places and realized that maybe all of this traveling and living abroad was a kind of escape, yeah? An escape of being in the Netherlands because at that time I really, really hated it. It's a place where I suffered from the eating disorder. It's a place where I never really felt at home. And as I challenged myself to stay in the Netherlands for a while, to be surrounded with my friends and my family, and do a lot of inner work and healing and find out what about it I actually hated or what it was that maybe was part of my identity but didn't want to see. Yeah, so it really helped me to heal from childhood trauma and the causes of the eating disorder because the eating disorder was something I recovered from in my 20s, like early 20s. But I realized that the causes of the eating disorder was still there. And that's that perfectionism, the need for control, the need for doing things right, maybe even the need for being seen and heard or respected. Yeah. So there's a lot of work that I needed to do there on myself. So this all happened from January to April. During this time, obviously, I can go on and on about things that happened. But during this time, I slowly started to feel better. I slowly started to pick up work again. I continued teaching classes, but still gave out a lot of tasks that I thought I could definitely do myself. But my energy is better spent on doing the things that I need to do to actually show up fully for you. So I regained my energy 
I regained confidence as well. I regained the, the capacity to show up fully. And from May to August, I went into a next launch season. So some of you probably are here because that was a time that you connected with me. Maybe even you were part of a challenge that we did or a summit the summit really the international yoga teacher summit maybe you even took a course with us afterwards or you started the membership yeah so during this time i felt like i really have the capacity again to show up fully but it wasn't possible if i still didn't make my self-practice or my own routine a priority so in this time i really challenged myself to start new routines and to focus on creating the space for myself in the morning, every morning, so that I had the systems and methods in place to really be fully present with you during classes or during this weekly life on Instagram and Facebook, whenever I'm here with you. Yeah, so that was a really cool practice. And I think something that a lot of people do struggle with as well in their businesses how can i show up fully have all my methods and my systems in place and not feel overwhelmed or not feel like i'm all over the place so it's a really great way to actually well just share what i do with you every morning i'll share what i do so what worked for me or what i experimented with and the routine that has resulted in right now is that in the morning i don't check my phone i don't check my phone and i really focus on tuning in with my body see how i feel how i feel physically mentally and energetically maybe even spiritually and depending on the day, depending on the month, depending on the season, maybe even the week of the month, especially if you have a female body, you will notice that you need different things. So based on how I feel, I decide on what type of movement practice I need. Sometimes it's a full asana practice. Sometimes it's more something related to yin. Sometimes I go out for a walk. Sometimes it's only a journaling practice. And after that, I make some coffee and I start my work day. So really an hour, maybe sometimes even two hours of dialing in with how I feel, do some type of movement practice. Usually I include journaling every morning too, and then go through my to-do list. And I prioritize the things that need to get done, the things that I can't escape that day, things that I also can give to the people in my team. Because very often, going back to this control, I feel like, oh, I can just do that quickly. But doing things quickly still requires your energy. So if there are things that are not a priority or can be done by other people, I recommend that you also hand them out to other people or maybe put them down. So prioritize the things that really need to get done. Sometimes this means doing the things that you don't like doing first just to get them done. Sometimes that also means that we need to get the biggest things done first, whatever that means for you. And if you need help with this, book a discovery call so I can help you out creating a routine, a business routine for yourself as well. Well, personal routine and then your business routine, right? So that's a little bit about like experimenting with the things that work for you. So 
launch season, launch season from May to August. And I am super grateful to have met so many new faces, so many new people. And I hope that with me sharing this with you, you find the space to actually do that inner work as well. Because what I'm sharing with you really is not the worst case scenario, right? I'm definitely not alone in this situation. And even though at times it feels like you're completely defeated, there is no one that can solve your problems and you have to do all of this alone. Sometimes as a yogi, it's really hard to speak about these things. But I hope that by sharing this, it's a way for you to also open up about your own challenges, to seek help, to seek comfort, to seek support from others. Because it's very easy to be distracted and compare yourself to other business owners, to look at Instagram or to look at Facebook or look at other people that you know and see how successful they are and how well they've got their energy under control. But every person has things going on behind the scenes. Every person has their own challenges. I hope that by sharing this, sharing the challenges that I had at the start of this year, you also find the courage to do the work on yourself. Because only when you are in your full power, you have the ability to empower others too, right? So little bit of a sidetrack here. I'm going back to the reflection. So May to August, I was during this launch season. I was a little bit tired of doing this work on myself because I'd been doing that for a few months. I thought, okay, well, it's time to give back. It's time to actually show up again. Time to hold space for others. But after this launch season, even though I had my routine and I was really focusing on prioritizing my own needs first and then show up fully, I did feel like I really need some time for myself again. This was October, start of October. So I went on a retreat. I went on a retreat. I wanted to go on a retreat and I wanted to go to Portugal. And at that time, during the long, I think it was the start of the English for Yoga teachers course. And I realized I can't actually make it to the retreat that I want to go to in Portugal. I'll just go to the next. And that was in Morocco. And that really has been the best decision I could make. And I think that when you lean into trust, when you lean into your power, when you lean into intuition, when you really listen to the messages and the signs around you, the universe, and I know this all sounds a little bit spiritual, but the universe already has carved out a direction for you. You really just have to only follow it. So I went on to this retreat in Morocco and I started teaching in person again. I made a lot of really, really great new connections. I was in a different place, new people, new situations, new living conditions. And it really, really helped me to realign with my purpose again. Because this whole time I thought my purpose is to teach yoga in English and just go for that. But I realized there's more to that. There's more to that. And I realized that a lot of people here in our community actually need help with setting up their businesses and their careers as well. So you may have seen that over the past three months, as I am in Morocco, as I finished the retreat, 
and decided listening to intuition, listening to my purpose, listening to all the messages and signs around me that I needed to stay here and realize that I need to listen to the demands in our yoga teacher Facebook group as well and start to focus on helping you build and carve out your career and your own businesses. It's something I am extremely passionate about, something that I really, 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 really love and really love helping people with as well and realize I need to do more of. So you may have seen that we're working on that behind the scenes and it's something that I'm really, really carving out. But that also means that I'm expanding my team in the meantime. So from October to December, from now and still into the future, this is something that I'm working on, expanding the team so that we can start two different departments within Enga Unite. That means that we've got our yoga teacher training, how to find your voice in English, how to learn all the vocabulary, the phrases, the metaphors, the cueing language that you need to teach confidently and as your authentic self, but also business education. So business education to start your own career, to host your own retreats, to host your own workshops, your own courses, your own whatever you want to create, but really help you empower with that as well. So it's going to be two departments, and this is something I'm working on, but have been working on from October to December as well. Yeah, so in the meantime, I want to introduce you to a very, very unique opportunity as well, because we're translating, and we would like your help with this too, translating the English for Yoga Teachers course to Spanish, German, Italian, and French. Now, I'm still not sure how much time this is going to take. I really want to lead with intuition and just see what the messages in the universe has planned out for us. But this is something that I'm working on behind the scenes. And if this is something that you feel called into as well, see this as an opportunity to get in touch with me and see if there's any potential for a collaboration or partnership, right? So... If there's something you're interested in, send me a message. All right. So a little bit of my year reflection, a lot from transitions, change and shifts, being too rational, too logical, too pressured by making things work, trying to take that control and push, 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 push through and just listening or building that confidence to trust the process, trust your intuition, trust the stars and the universe and the planets and everything that's already there, but listen to that as well. And you know, that's work in progress. It's not something that happens overnight. Sometimes I still find myself steered by logical and rational thinking, but it's something that when you're aware of it, it becomes easier to recognize. And when you recognize, Recognize it's an opportunity for you to actually do something with it, to go back to the practices and the tools that work for you and to go back to your purpose, the reason why you're here, your dharma, as we speak about in yoga, right? So reasons that I'm sharing all of this with you is that this way that you show up in life, the way that you show up for yourself is also the way that you show up in your business and in your own career. 
Yeah, the longer you postpone doing work on yourself, the longer you postpone your own growth. And the longer you postpone your own growth, the longer you limit your own potential. Yeah, you limit who you can be. You limit who you could be too. And you limit the impact that you can or that you could make on your students or your clients or with your business, with your courses, your retreats, whatever it is that you want to create. Because no one is going to do the work for you. No one is going to tell. There are people that will take your hands and lead you or guide you and help you and support you. But it all starts with you. And I know that maybe sounds like a cliche, but if you don't do it, no one can do it for you. And if you don't believe in yourself, no one can believe in you either. That's not entirely true. People will believe in you, but maybe people don't believe in the services and the products that you offer. Because if you don't believe that what you have to offer is valuable, then people won't see that value either. Yeah, so if for many people, what I see in my business coaching is that a lot of people don't feel ready. A lot of people feel like they don't believe in themselves. They don't feel... They can trust their capabilities, their skills, their experience, their expertise. That means that if you don't believe in this, or if you don't believe that other people around you can help you, you're unconsciously looking for proof that that is right. Yeah, that means that you're unconsciously also attracting energies and attracting people that prove your limiting beliefs are right. That means that the proof is building up and it keeps you in a cycle of evidence that you're not worth it, that you're not capable, that you're not good enough, that you're not as good as others, that others can do it better. And also stuck in a cycle of proving that indeed having your own career and business, doing that in a sustainable and profitable way is not possible for you. So doing this inner work, your mindset, but also the practices that keep you grounded, that hold you accountable is super duper, extremely, if not the most important thing, right? So key takeaways that I want you to sit down with in the next week so that next week when I'm live, we're going to speak about how to intuitively set goals for yourself for 2023. Key takeaways or questions that I would like you to sit down with, that journal with, write down any thoughts that come up, maybe practice yoga, do some mindfulness practice to reflect on it, is that per month, per season, or even the overall year, How do you feel or how did you feel in specific moments? How do you feel in specific moments? And it can be the month, the season or the overall year. What did you learn about yourself? What are the patterns, the habits and the thoughts that limit you? Yeah. What are the patterns, thoughts and habits that limit you? And what tools or practices help you feel alive or help you feel energized or help you bring in tune with who you are and who you want to be. 
Yeah, what tools and practice help you feel energized, alive, or bring you in tune with who you are or who you want to be? Then also, what this year has worked for you? What has worked for you really well? And maybe even think of some achievements or things that you have been successful at. Yeah, what has worked for you? What do you want to take into the new year? And it can be an energy, a practice, a tool something new, a hobby, what do you want to take into the new year with you? Also, very important, we need to reflect on this, what didn't work, what didn't work without judgment, without being hard on yourself, but what didn't work for you and what do you want to leave behind or let go of? And maybe even what do you want to do more of? What do you want to do more of? Yeah, And then maybe think of affirmations or quotes, reminders that you can use when you fall back or when you have an off day or when the energies are aligned and you feel really inconfident or maybe doubt your self-worth. What are affirmations, quotes or reminders that will hold yourself accountable and that also keep you confident? Yeah. And maybe even think of who and what you need to grow. And with who, I mean clients, students, coaches, mentors, people around you, your support network. And with what, it could be things to improve your skills, your knowledge and expertise, but also your self-practices or your hobbies or sleep. Sleep and what are very important tools. Yeah, who and what do you need? So reflect on these things, reflect on the things that work for you, that don't work for you, what you want to do more of, the tools and practices that you want to to take into the new year, affirmations and quotes that hold you accountable when you have an off day or when you fall back into your patterns and cycles. Also reflect on what you learned about yourself and how you felt in specific moments. Yeah, how do you feel in specific moments? To finalize our chat today, I just want to express massive gratitude to all of you being here live with me, for all of you watching the replay, for all the people in our community, for all our students, to my team. I really couldn't do all of this without you. And I am so immensely grateful to be where I am today. And for all of you holding me accountable and giving me the energy to keep showing up as well, because without you, it wouldn't be possible for inspiring me and sharing all your feedback, your questions with me, because I believe that we are all in this together. We're all in this together. We're all helping the world be a better place, as cliche as it sounds, because we're all sharing yogic practices the benefits of yoga and mindfulness so that others can live healthier and happier lives. And I think this is something that we do on a common ground. We are all very like-minded and on a similar path. So we all hold each other accountable through this process as well. So massive gratitude to you. And I really hope that this has helped you to reflect on your year a little bit. And I hope to see you all next week to intuitively set goals for 2023 and keep sharing yoga and mindfulness practices with the world. 
All right. Sending you all lots of love. Have a great rest of your day. Goodbye, everyone. You listen to Your Yoga in English, brought to you by Enga Unite, a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.